2018 You need to be seen It's time to come to the aid of America In 2018 Be part of the team It's time to come to the aid of America Go to the polls and cast your vote Welcome to Your Voting Guide by the League of Women Voters This is Vivian Hart And I'll be your host on behalf of the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. The League is a nonpartisan organization, and we encourage citizens to be informed about and active in our government. However, we do not support any political party or candidate. So the goal of this program is to present unbiased information about the voting process relating to our upcoming midterm election, which is on November 6th. Be sure to vote. We're delighted today to have two League members, Sue DeArmond, who's going to talk about different ways to vote and what's on the ballot, and Janet Belkin, who's going to tell us how to choose a candidate. Hello, this is Vivian Hart. And I am the president-elect of the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. I am so happy to have Sue DeArmond with us today. Sue has been a member of the League of Women Voters for many years, and she's had many responsibilities in the League. Today she's going to be talking with us about all the different ways to vote and information you need for the general election coming up. Thank you very much, Vivian. It's good to see you. First of all, what are the three ways that voters can vote in Pima County? Well, there are three ways, and they can find out about these three ways from a pamphlet that will be in all the libraries and on the League of Women Voters Greater Tucson website. It's a guide to voting in Pima County. It's in Spanish and in English. In that pamphlet, there will be a section on ways to vote. And the first and the most popular way people are voting these days is through the permanent early voting list, which is called PEVL for short. Most of the voters in Pima County use PEVL. If you are not on the PEVL list and you want to be, you can go to the recorder's office website and become an early voter. You can just Google Pima County Recorder. That's right. So this is getting the ballot at home. That's correct. The ballot for the general election will be mailed on October 10th. So you can see it's quite far in advance since the election's not until November. The last day to register is on October 9th. You can register and still get your ballot. The second way that you can vote is also early, but it is in person rather than by mail, the previous ones by mail. This way of doing the early voting is by just getting your ballot. You can get it through the mail or you can go to an early voting site and all those sites are on the Pima County Recorders website. As an aside, they added six more for the primary in this last August primary. So they're, they're well prepared. And uh, you can go to those sites and vote early before the election. And then the third way is you can vote in person. 
And a lot of people like to vote in person because it's uh, the ritual of voting. And many parents, young parents, like to bring their young children to start the imprinting of the importance of voting. My husband loves to go to the polling place. That's right. And he's been saying to me, but Vivian, hardly anyone's voting anymore. And I told him, well, here's the situation. You may not understand that about 75 to 80 percent of the people in Pima County are now voting by mail. And that's why they're not going to the polling places. So you used to see a line of, you know, 50 people. Now, if 80 percent of those people are voting by mail, 80 percent of those people aren't there anymore at the polling place. That's right. But one of the great things about voting in person is you meet your neighbors. Right. It's a wonderful way to build community. I know everyone is very busy and it's convenient to do the early voting, but going to a poll in your neighborhood is a a wonderful experience. Now, you can get the best of both worlds. And that is, well, first of all, I've had people tell me, well, I don't want to vote by mail because... What if something happens two days before the election and I wanted to change my vote? If I mailed it in, it's already mailed in and I can't change my vote. So what you can do is wait till that last minute. You can actually fill it out on the date of the election. Then you can go to the polling place, drop off your ballot. They have a special box just for mail-in ballots so you can drop it off and then while you're there, meet your neighbors. That's right. (laughs) One of the things that we want to emphasize, though, if you are going to mail it, you must mail it at least a week before the election. Right. Because you need to have enough time. If some of you may remember that our mail goes to Phoenix and then it comes back to Tucson. Mm -hmm. So you have to allow enough time for that to happen. And But if you feel like you're too close and you don't want to mail it, do what Vivian says. Take your ballot to a poll, any polling place. doesn't have to be your own. Fill it out, put it in the place that they indicate that the early ballots belong. That's an easy thing to do. Right. Now, now, remember, our election is on a Tuesday. So if you're going to be mailing it in a week before, it's that Tuesday before. That's correct. That's correct. It's better to be safe than sorry. You want exactly. to make sure you get it to the recorder's office. Then there are people who do not have an early ballot in their hands when they walk in on the day of the election. So they need to bring with them proof of their identity and their current address. So this would mean that you would need to bring uh, your Arizona driver's license. It has a photo of you. You need a photo ID or uh, maybe you have a government ID or a tribal ID. What the poll workers need is to find out if you are who you are and if you live in the right precinct that your polling place is. So some people do not have their addresses up to date. You know, if we move around, you have to actually, you can do that through uh, Service Arizona or go down to the DMV and get it made current. But if, in fact, you haven't been able to do that, then you need to bring your IDs with the old address. And then you need two IDs without photos, which would be uh, something like a utility bill, a bank or a credit union statement, 
a valid Arizona vehicle registration or vehicle insurance card, property tax statement, a voter card or a sample ballot showing that your name and your address is on that. We all get sample ballots. That's an easy one to bring. Or a valid government ID without a photo. So and those a, have to have your new address on them. That's right. It just proves that you are living where you're voting or you're voting where you're living. There it is. <laughs> you're so, voting in the right place. Yes. Yeah, so, the, you, you know, we're voting address. for our representatives, right? right? And we need the people that are representing us. We need to have the right location for them to represent us. So that's what it's all about. You can vote early. You can vote early in person or you can vote right on the day. And just make sure you take time to vote. I am speaking with Sudi Armand of the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. I am Vivian Hart. Now, some people get surprised when they get a ballot because they don't know that all these different races are on there. So would you please describe to our listeners what is going to be on the ballot on November 6th? Well, I will try. The uh uh, Vivian's ballot and my ballot will be a little bit different because we live in different parts of town. That is the beginning. You you have to kind of think about where you live. If you live in the city, you'll be voting on Proposition 407, which is a parks and rec refurbishing bond election. And it's also working on connections between parks would be for bicycle paths and so on. You can go to the City of Tucson website, and there's an interactive map there. You can find out exactly what's going to happen. So that's Proposition 407 for city dwellers. And that is for $225 million. That's correct. A bond for that. That's right. And then we will be voting for our school district governing boards. Ballots will be different depending on what school district you're in. There will be elections of governing boards for each school district in Pima County. The municipalities, uh, Oro Valley, Sarita, South Tucson, Marana, they have their own specific items that they will be asking voters to make decisions on. All of us are going to be voting on five propositions. It's a statewide effort, at, and they are uh, different topics. One will be about taxes, one will be about energy, another on education, pensions, and elections. So the propositions all have numbers. And the one on taxes will be Proposition 126. Details will be given later on on this program about the contents, but I'll just give you the general topics. Proposition 127 is about energy. Proposition 305 is about education. Then there are adjustments for elected officials and correction officers' retirement plans. That's a pension question. And then there's the unlawful contributions uh, from clean elections accounts and commission rulemaking recruitments measure, which is all about elections. So you'll need to do your homework. All of us need to find out what every single one of these is about and know the, the pros and the cons before we make our decision. Betsy Boulding, one of our league members, has talked about the propositions. You will be hearing that on this radio show, too. Not today, but 
on one of the days. And continuing on about the ballot, each one of us live in a legislative district. If you do not know which district you're in, you can go to the Arizona Independent Redistricting Commission website, just Google it, and then write in your address and it'll tell you what district you're in. The ballot will have your Arizona representative and senator uh, so that you will be able to decide who you would like to have represent you. This is in the state legislature. State legislature. And in Pima County, I don't want to confuse, make more confusion, but in Pima County, we have District 2, 3, 4, 9, 10, 11, and 14. So you're probably in one of those districts. And you can find out if you don't know what district you're in. Like, for instance, I'm always, I'm very close to 10, but I'm in 9, and I can never remember whether I'm in 10 or 9. <laughs> and so I have to go to the Arizona Independent Redistricting Commission's website and write in my address, and then I find out where I am. Now, in the state, the administrative offices, we're going to all be voting on the governor, attorney general, the secretary of state, secretary of public education, treasurer, mine inspector, and the Arizona Corporation Commission. There are two positions available on the ACC, and there are two Republicans and two Democrats, so there are four candidates, but there are only two available spots. And for the rest of the races, there'll be only one spot. So you will be voting for just one governor, one secretary of state, one treasurer. That's correct, and, and so on. Mm-hmm. That's correct. National offices, these are your congressional representatives. In Pima County, we have District 1, which is small. It, it comes down from the Pinal County direction. We have District 2, which is mostly Cochise and Pima County. And then District 3, it includes Yuma, a little bit of Maricopa, and Pima counties. So these are the people that are going to be going to Washington to represent you. And also, as you all probably know, Senator Jeff Flake will not be running again, and that position is also going to be on the ballot. And then the extra surprises that always come up on a ballot, and people go, oh my goodness, how did this happen? It is the Arizona Supreme Court elections and other judge elections. It's not like you're electing a candidate. It's more of a retention discussion. You, you say to yourself, do I want this judge still there or do I want to not support his being there? Now, one way you can find out, most of us don't know anything about our judges. The best way to find out is through Googling the Commission on Judicial Performance Review. And that will tell you how each uh, judge is doing. Sue, you are a wealth of information. Thank you so much for sharing all of this excellent information with our listeners. I thank you very much. This is Vivian Hart. And I thank you very much for being with us on our show by the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. Go to the polls and cast your vote. Time to have your say Let your voice be heard now You can make such a beautiful way 
Hi, this is Vivian Hart with the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. My guest today is Janet Belkin, the chair of the Voter Services Committee of the League of Women Voters here in town. Welcome, Janet. Thank you. I first want to ask you, if a registered voter is unsure as to how to select a candidate to support, what would you advise? The first thing I would advise them is to understand what they believe in, what their values are, what their goals are, what they expect from a candidate. Many candidates would like to convince you to believe what they think, but I think you should know what you think first Mm -hmm. and then look for a candidate who supports that and supports your goals. That's very smart because you have to know yourself first what you think is right what you think is the right way to do things and what's going to help your family and your community first. So once a voter has done that, how can a voter really learn which candidates reflect and support their values and beliefs? Can they rely on speeches and debates? Not really. I believe that what you have to do is look at, if the candidate is an incumbent, you have to look at what they've done not at what they say they will do. Voter records and past votes are easy to check. Mm -hmm. You can go to votesmart.org and put in the name of your candidate, or you could go to Google and put in the name of your candidate and voting record after it, and you will find out what they voted for, what they voted against, and really what you can count on. Now, if you want these websites, they will be on the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson's website, tucsonvotes.org, under Evaluating Candidates. So you don't have to worry about writing them down quickly because you can always find them there. But I think it's very important that you check that rather than just reading what they want you to hear. Tucsonvotes.org. Correct. Excellent. Well, what if a candidate has never held office? How can you tell how they would vote? That makes it harder, but you can tell by looking at the life that they've led. If they're business people, look into their businesses. You can even go check with the Better Business Bureau to see how complaints have been handled, see how they treat their employees. Your local newspapers will generally have articles about that. See where they give their charitable, if they give, their charitable contributions to see what their interests are, see who their friends are. That's important because people tend to have friends like them. Mm -hmm. And so there's many ways that you can look at their family and see how cohesive a group they are. There are ways that you can do it. It's, I admit, it's not how they voted, but it is what they've done. And what organizations they're involved in. Absolutely. Good. So is there anything that can be gained at all from listening to the debates and the speeches? Yes, there is, and reading them as well. You can find out if they're truthful. You can find out if they say one thing now and have written something else three years ago or five years ago. You can see if they're consistent. Now, it's certainly all right for a candidate or any human being to change their minds, but that should be from a reasoned course of thinking. It shouldn't be from the audience that they're addressing. 
And you want to make sure that each audience that they're addressing doesn't get a different speech and a different talk. And I still think what they do is more important. But yes, what they say counts too. You also, through what they've written, can find out how knowledgeable they are about what they're doing and how experienced they are. Those are good points. I'm speaking with Janet Belkin. She's the chair of the Voter Services Committee of the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. So are there any other major issues? Of course. And a big one is where they get their funding from. Mm. How are they funded? Mm -hmm. Does their money come mostly from small contributions, from larger contributions? And this can be found in two ways. One way that I find is probably easiest is to, for example, put in finance, support, Martha McSally or finance support Kristen Cinema, and you will be able to get all of their contribu- who their contributors are, what they have given, how much they get from small contributors, from large contributors, etc. Or you can go directly to the website opensecrets.org and there click on summary and then put in your candidate's name or your state name and you'll get the local districts. Will that tell you about money coming in from PACs outside of the state? Yes, it will tell you how much comes in from PACs. Okay. Not which PACs, but total total amount. Okay, all right. Can you find out whether money is coming in from in-state or out-of-state? Yes, you can. Ah, very good. (laughs) So if you had one final piece of advice, what would that be? Well, I guess I would diverge a little bit here and say that the biggest piece of advice I have is that you vote. Yes. That do your very best, and you can find out about propositions, once again, from the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson's website. But if you don't vote, you're letting someone else take control of your future and your country, and you are refusing to participate. I frequently tell younger people, you wouldn't let someone else pick your spouse for you. Why are you letting someone else determine your future by not voting? Your vote does count. Right now, votes in our Senate can be determined by one vote, and that's because there was an election in Alabama in which a Democrat replaced a Republican and changed the margin in the Senate and replaced him by a handful of votes. So your vote counts. Don't ever think it doesn't. And get out there and register if you're not and vote. That's what the League of Women Voters is all about. Everybody get out and vote, whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, a Green, Independent, doesn't matter. Get out and vote. And it's on November 6th is our general election coming up. Thank you very much. I've been speaking with Janet Belkin today, who's the chair of the Voter Services Committee of the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. Thank you, Janet. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. You've been listening to Sue DeArmond and Janet Belkin, both League members. And this is KXCI 91.3 FM. 
All episodes of this series are on kxci.org after they broadcast. This show is recorded and produced by Amanda Shogger. If you want to know more about the League of Women Voters, please go to our website, lwvgt.org. Please join us next week. This is Vivian Hart. Bye-bye.